0: Today's episode of the Shameless Picture Show is sponsored by Vinegar Syndrome. Check them out online at www.vinegarsyndrome.com. Vinegar Syndrome is one of the most interesting DVD and Blu-ray labels around because of their extensive catalog of horror, cult, exploitation, and vintage sexploitation films. Unlike most companies, Vinegar Syndrome is also a restoration company with their own in-house lab where they have done new restorations for companies such as Arrow, Massacre Video, and Drafthouse Films. Check out Vinegar Syndrome today and grab your copy of Dolomite, Sugar Cookies, Jack Frost, or even Psycho Cop Returns. While I'm a little more knowledgeable about the label than my co host I can assure you that I love their stuff. Whenever I'm at a convention, their table is one of the first I hit, and much to my wife's chagrin, I spend way too much time going over every single title. I own quite a few. So, once again, head over to www.vinegarsyndrome.com and grab yourself something cool. Seriously, my money is on Christmas Evil. Go buy it. It's John Waters' favorite Christmas movie. therefore it should be yours he does a commentary on it it's it's kind (laughs) of great he does a commentary with the director which it's even better because he has a completely different like opinion of what the movie's about than the director which makes it even better vinegar syndrome check them out online at www.vinegarsyndrome.com
1: that's for fucking with me you no business born insecure motherfucker.
0: Warning! This movie podcast actually discusses movies. Be aware that it may discuss any of the following elements. Endings, surprise twists, unexpected cameos, and all manner of spoilers. If this doesn't appeal to you, why listen to a movie podcast? Without further ado, please enjoy our feature
1: presentation, The Shameless Picture Show! Moo threw up outside Gross A lot Like a lot
0: Why'd you throw up so much moo?
1: Your mom yelled up to me And she was like Um He's throwing up And I came up And I was like
0: Ooh That's a lot That's like half of him
1: It was like Well there's nothing left In your stomach At all
0: Did he come in and eat anything?
1: I don't know if he did He wanted to stay outside And your mom watched him To make sure he didn't Throw up again And he was fine Okay. So I don't know what hit, what that was, but you should keep in the cat throw up part, because I feel like that's... except don't really keep that in. I can. I
0: don't. can keep the whole <laughs> cat throw up part.
1: Don't keep the cat throw up part, unless you really think it's going to add to your your show.
0: Um, If it's funny when I listen to it tomorrow, <laughs> I'll keep it okay. in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Shameless Picture Show. I am Michael Byers, and with me is my wife, Amanda. Say hi. hi, Amanda. What are hi. You? You said it as I was telling you to say hi. Um, for those of who you have been following, today was uh, was supposed to be the Godfather episode. As Nick said in the previous episode, Godfather's becoming our new Buffy, where every time we sit down to record, when we try to sit down to record Buffy before, something got in the way.
1: I feel like it's worse than Buffy. It
0: is point. getting worse than Buffy. Um, today it was supposed to be Godfather, and we actually had sat down to record it. We had a special guest and everything. Uh, but I am recording from a new location and we're having stupid Wi-Fi issues. Like how we do the show is I, me and Nick record our audio separately. So if we ever have bad connection points or anything, it's not going to affect the sound. But, um, if I can only hear every other word my co-host is saying, can't really hold on a conversation. Like at one point you weren't, you couldn't hear it, but Nick was uh, talking about like watching the Godfather on his, on a, on a phone. While it worked,
1: that's terrible.
0: And uh, he said, like he's like, there was one point I could see this. I I, I pieced this together because I kept hearing, God, my statue. He, he apparently he's talking about the Statue of Liberty and like how small it was. It was the size of his thumb. <laughs> so it's like when I can't really hear, you can't really converse. And then we tried a couple of different computers, a couple of different setups. And by the time we got something that kind of worked, he had to go. So amanda's like i'll record a few tonight and here we are um so i kind of picked the title me nick and amanda want to do eventually a a topic down the line of um what was the word i was using earlier Uh,
1: kid-friendly kid-friendly horror movies movies. that's Um, what you said
0: i feel like there's another word I'm, i'm looking for there like um but yeah, kid-friendly horror movies. Movies introduce your kids to horror Introduction
1: movies. Introduction
0: to horror films? Introduction to horror. That works. Where, one's like, where it's not super scary, but you kind of get the vibe of it. Me and Amanda eventually want to have kids. Nick has two kids. <laughs> I usually, I usually <laughs> say three or four. Two. <laughs> two kids. Uh, so, you know, he knows a little bit about it. Uh, but instead, I thought we'd kind of do, like, an offshoot of that. Well, I've been calling it Baptism by Movies where uh, we talk about, you know, it's not going to be a very long topic, but we talk about movies that meant a lot to us as kids and kind of our viewing habits then, and maybe even talk about movies that we probably saw too young. Like, I can tell you off the bat, I probably shouldn't have been watching Terminator as young as I was watching Terminator.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I grew up with Terminator, though.
0: Well, funny thing is, I did too, But and like I never processed how violent the movie actually is.
1: No, but I mean, I'm the same way with, like, Judge Dredd and RoboCop.
0: RoboCop's especially violent, like...
1: Well, I watched that as a little kid. I mean, my dad grew up in the 80s. Yeah,
0: and, like, I I grew up with Terminator. Like, it was just part of my childhood, because it was taped off the television, and Mom was very diligent about taping movies off the television. (laughs) And, like, I love going... If I can find any of those old tapes, they're always kind of great, because it'll be, like... The Cutting Edge, Um, and then, like, Sleepless in Seattle, and then, like, Psycho 2. It's like... Uh, And, like, the one that made me realize that I really shouldn't be watching Terminator as a kid was the fact that Terminator and then the live stage production of Peter Pan were on the same tape. And it just... it was yeah. just so, as a matter of fact, like I took the Peter Pan tape to school one time so we could watch during movie class. And I so, as a matter of fact, we told teachers, like, oh, you have to fast forward past Terminator to get to it. And <laughs> she just kind of, looked, it was a little, in my brain, I, there was a long pause and she's like, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, I didn't have any like awkward moments like that, but, you know, we had all of them on VHS and they were all on the shelf and they were ones that I frequently went to. When we decided to watch a movie.
0: And, like, that fascinates me alone. Like, growing up, we had, like, probably 20 tapes max.
1: Yeah, we didn't have very many. And either. then,
0: like, you know, not including the collect- the Disney films pretty much stayed in my room. But it's, like, anything else was just fair game. And since so much stuff was taped off television, like...
1: I didn't have anything taped off television. Your mom was way into that more than my... She would was. cancel out the commercials. I know. I've seen the Christmas tape. It's crazy.
0: For the, for those of you listening, I've got a. Uh, I watch it every Christmas. I pull it out, and then I've got a master tape that my mother made of Christmas specials. Some of them, I if I try to like Google, I can't find record of. Like there was apparently a Smurfs Christmas special. Uh. And there's a couple of them, but this specific one, I can't find any record of, but I know I, I've got proof of it existing. Yeah. It was just one of those fly by night type things. And she canceled out all the commercials. I she, wish wait. she had
1: kept the commercials though, because the couple that she m- missed are great to see. Like, it's just like, wow. Do you remember the
0: Campbell's <laughs> Soup commercial with the, the snowboy? Yes. That's on there.
1: Oh, my God. Or at least,
0: like, the end part of it, yeah. like, her melting. Yeah. And then I can remember the entire commercial because of that. <laughs> or the one that's on there that I remember from my childhood because it came up on all the Disney, the Disney videotapes was, like, the two kids packing their suitcase for Disney World. Oh, that
1: was on actual TV?
0: Yeah, and they're like, don't huh. eat before you go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride.
1: Larry, it's no place you've ever
0: been in your home. Thing you gotta remember about Disney World is to pace yourself. Now this is a mistake that a lot of first timers make. They've got all these unbelievable rides and cool stuff to do. If you try to do it all at once, you'll be sleeping like a baby by lunchtime. Number two, don't eat right before you go on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Number three, Goofy is huge. I know he's only this big on TV. But in real life, Oofy could beat up dad. Well, I guess that's all the important stuff. You're going to love this place, Larry. It really brings out the kin in you.
1: There's never been a better time to make the dream come true. We'll be leaving in about three weeks. I didn't know that I actually played on TV. I mean, I know that from all the Disney tapes.
0: Yeah. And that's on that tape somewhere,
1: huh? Like that's. Um, it's really weird to think, looking back, that like the movies I watched as a kid were pretty much exclusively Disney movies. Yeah. And '80s action horror kind of movies, like like there wasn't a whole lot else in between. Like, never my dad never really watched much drama. I watched Titanic, but that actually gave me more nightmares than anything else.
0: I completely agree. And I feel like everyone who had a VHS tape, a VHS player had that double yes. tape version of Titanic.
1: I that movie, honestly, I had more nightmares about than any other of the any movie that I watched. Like I remember um this was when we lived with my grandma still and she had like a really old house with those wood panels yeah. on the walls. Yeah and grandma had that too. Yeah. And there was like, in my bedroom, there was this weird part in the corner where it kind of like bumped out. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I remember around the same time that I watched Titanic and was having nightmares about it. There was a weird sound coming from that like bump out. Uh, my dad explained later that there was like a pipe in there and there was like, it was making some weird like gurgly sounds, but like that was the Titanic. Just so many nightmares in that I
0: really thought icebergs were going to be a way bigger issue in my adult life Yes Like I figured like I was afraid of boats for a while Because I figured I didn't care what the temperature was Icebergs (laughs) Especially because like How do you miss How do you not see an iceberg that size So I just figured they jumped out of nowhere (laughs) Like oh no
1: iceberg Yeah like I, I guess I don't remember much about What specifically I was afraid of it kind wasn't of a like terrifying a
0: terrifying movie, though.
1: It is, yeah. You know, what's funny. What?
0: Like a positive childhood memory and a terrifying childhood memory came from the same person. What do you mean? James Cameron directed both Titanic and Terminator.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah, let that sink in a little bit. I didn't
1: know he did Titanic. Yeah, I actually haven't seen Titanic as an adult.
0: There was a there was a couple years ago they were do Marcus theaters was doing like Titanic in three D for some oh. reason. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was so tempted to go. I was like, I don't know what Titanic's going to be like in 3D. But I kind of want to see a Titanic in 3D. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not a really a 3D, like, watch out movie. Yeah. Like. Huh. Like, Jurassic Park kind of worked in 3D. I didn't see that
1: in 3D.
0: Well, uh, they, they re-released Jurassic Park first. That's cool. In 3D. And I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. You know, Dinosaur running after you. but Yeah. And then after, like... I don't think this is how it happened But in my brain they're like Because of the success of Jurassic Park in 3D We give you Titanic And I'm like (laughs) Okay Like I don't know I was kind of curious by that
1: I do still think it's funny back to Titanic though That uh, I honestly thought Rose was a real person Because of their like Before and after in present time Up until you told me that she was not real (laughs) I
0: thought she was a real person also as a child uh, because, I, and so much so that, like, my mom's mom's obsessed with Titanic. Really? Not just the movie, but just, like, the boat in itself. She's watched a lot of documentaries about really? it. Remember in the Scholastic Book Fairs, anytime they would do something about Titanic. Oh, t- my God, I
1: miss those.
0: Anytime they would have a book about Titanic, she'd buy it. Huh. And I remember at one point, like, or, and we also went to, like, the, the, the Titanic exhibit that they yeah, did at I the museum.
1: Yeah, I remember
0: about that, yeah. Um, but, like, in one of the Titanic books, they had, like, a small, like, you know, like, because the Scholastic books, like, they'd have words and they have, yeah. like, pictures in the corners and shit. And one of them had, like, a small log of some of the people that were on the Titanic. And I remember like, is Jack or Rose on there? And then my brother's like, Jack wasn't even supposed to be on the ship.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. I know.
0: And then, like, never realizing. It's like, you know, he's not going to be on there. Because, one, here's, like, a small page of maybe four or five names. <laughs> and, two, never realizing that they're probably
1: Yeah, I honestly didn't realize that until, what, last year that you told me that, and I felt so dumb. (laughs) Well, you know, it's
0: technically based on a true story, so... It is, yeah, and I knew, like, that
1: was, and then with the, you know, in my memory, the present day was very convincing. Again, I haven't seen it since elementary school, so I don't even know for sure.
0: We should break out that double Titanic tape, because Mom still has it. (laughs) Not surprised. And watch it, because we've got the VHS player up here. We do, yeah. And it's, in st- I checked the tape one time. It's in stereo sound, which is impressive because VHS tapes were all pretty much mono. Hmm. A couple of tapes, because surround sound came out around then. Yeah. Well, early, not full surround sound, but like audio systems came out at the time and they're like, it was a big thing. It was like stereo Dolby sound. <laughs> so. Right. We have two big sets of double tapes. We have Titanic and Pearl Harbor.
1: We—I don't think we actually had Pearl Harbor. I think my uncle might have had Pearl Harbor. Someone I know did, but I, don't I, think I we saw
0: did. the movie once and I don't remember a single thing
1: about it. I remember I loved it, but there was a point in um, late elementary school era-ish of my life where I was really into war films. All right, um, I didn't
0: know about this.
1: You sort of did. Uh, there's Gods and Generals, which I have the collector's edition of. that's
0: fair. That's fair. Okay. And
1: that's from that period. Um, there was another one that's similar to Gods and Generals. because like, whenever we went to... Master and Commander? No.
0: No, because they have the same... Actually, I think it was
1: Gettysburg. Okay, that's fair. Um, but we, uh, anytime we went to Family Video or Blockbuster, whichever one at that point in time, we, I always went for those.
0: Uh, how old were you at this point?
1: Late elementary school, maybe. No, it was definitely not really middle so school. So
0: amazingly nerdy that you know, like here I was at this at the around the same age that I we'd go to the video store. And I was like, oh, I want this Beetleborgs tape, <laughs> or oh, I want this Power Rangers tape. Oh, um, return the Oz. Cool. And you're like, I want to watch Gettysburg.
1: <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I could watch. Gods and Generals anymore Like I loved it as a kid I've never seen it Which is a really weird thing to say That I loved that movie as a kid But I It was so dense I There's no way I fully understood it Or fully really enjoyed it Hell it took me three times Watching The Godfather To follow that fucking film So
0: yeah I'm sure like
1: But like I just I loved History And I don't know
0: Yeah that makes sense, and like I said, when I, I was the complete opposite when I went to video stores, it's like, like I'd wanted the Power Rangers tape and not realizing that it wasn't really a movie; it was like two or three episodes just thrown <laughs> on a tape, and I was like,
1: "Yes!" I mean, or like
0: *Harriet the Spy* because it came in that cool like orange VHS tape,
1: like *Frog Rats*.
0: Yep, the Nickelodeon yep. movies. Yeah, that um, was my jam.
1: Don't get me wrong, though. Like I remember renting um, what is that movie? Where he gets turned into the giant sheep dog.
0: Oh, uh, that, wait, not that, not that darn dog, uh, Shaggy Dog.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: The um, Tim Allen one or, like, the original Disney well, one?
1: Well, I like the Tim Allen one so much that I went and rented the original one as yeah. well.
0: It's fun. it's funny that some of those movies that got remade, like... That, uh, shaggy dog's a remake yeah flubber's a remake flubber's a remake flubber's a remake i didn't know that uh um dr doolittle is a remake
1: that i think i knew and i don't like think a, I ever it was saw a musical it. i really didn't know flubber was a remake
0: yeah it's not it's like i wouldn't say it's not well known because it is but like it's i didn't see the whole i don't think i ever saw it i just seen pictures of it i think it's the same huh. actor that was in um uh, Dr. Doolittle, I could be wrong. Um, and, like, Flubber was purple. Oh, weird. Yeah, uh, definitely the Robin Williams one was probably better. I don't want to say for sure. I loved
1: the Robin Williams one so much.
0: But, no, like, I remember just, like, like I said, movies like Harry the Spy, when they'd come out, I'd want to see them. And, like, I wish I can remember more titles, but I remember there was sometimes where, like, a preview for a movie would make it look really fun and really good, and not realize, and it was probably for someone older than than me yeah and then like or like the movie i remember was like the movie called be cool and this might have been like early dvds but i think it was late vhs and i remember it stuck out to me because i still am big into professional wrestling and this is one of the rock's first roles acting it was either right before the scorpion king or right after and he played like a gay hairdresser and like in all the, com- I just they they on WWE programming, they just kept showing the rock scenes, and it seemed really funny. Like there was one point, like he he's an inspiring actor, and goes to an audition and does a monologue. He doesn't really have to do a monologue; he does a scene of two characters himself that are both female, and he's just <laughs> acting among against himself, doing both characters. And then they have to stop. It's like you do realize. Um, this is a monologue, and you are auditioning for a male part. I'm sorry, Julie.
1: All right. It's, uh, I, I bought a brand new suit. I, I bought new shiny red boots. I, I got my new headshots done. I even prepared a monologue from Bring It On. Well, then do it. You guys have to go to Nationals. What is this, hush money? We don't need you. Why are you so mean? I'm just trying to be strong for my squad. And I'm trying to make it right. You want to make it right? Then when you go to Nationals, bring it. Oh, 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 oh bring it. Don't worry. Psst. I never do. <laughs> Wow.
0: Is that the only monologue that you got?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that wasn't bad, but you got to remember when you're doing a monologue, you don't do both parts of the conversation. You choose one continuous speech, and you might think about doing a part that's written for man. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I watched the movie, and it was like became it was actually this thing, big movie because it's a it's a sequel to another movie called Get Shorty, and it's all about like the entertainment business in Hollywood. I'm, I'm sure if I would watch both movies now, I'd love them because that's yeah. the type of shit I'm into. Yeah, but it's like I did not expect this movie to start like with Rob with uh, John Travolta and Theron, uh, not Shirley um Uma Thurman about like making deals in. The fucking entertainment industry Or like huh. another one was like Deaf to Smoochie I thought it was gonna be like um, It looked like a Robin Williams comedy And it was actually a dark comedy About a, a television show host Trying to kill his replacement Wow And I watched these And I was like I don't get it
1: Literally none of the movie titles You've said Do I Did I watch as a kid Or know of And most of them I still don't know of That being said, um, speaking of Scorpion King, The Mummy was probably actually my favorite, even more than The Terminator when I was in elementary school.
0: That's a movie I watched too young. Okay. Um, I remember being really excited for it. And funny thing is, I was probably the right age because Scholastic actually did a mummy book. For the they characters. They did, didn't they? Yeah. And I had it. And it came out before the movie. And I got super excited for it. And I remember I bought it. And I was like, oh, this doesn't look too scary. Because I was... Well, I love horror movies now, but I was a scaredy cat child. And I thought, oh, I can handle this on The one we came out, we, we rented it. And funny enough, I had a fantastic time watching it. But I had terrible nightmares that night where I remember screaming for my mom. Aww. And she had to come and turn the little nightlight on in my room. I don't remember, <laughs> and it wasn't the bugs, or wasn't any of that. It was, a f- I, I had remember having a dream. I remember I was playing Street Fighter earlier that day, and I had a dream that I was one of the guys in Street Fighter, and I was fighting a mummy. And not like the mummy in the movie, but like rrr, slow <laughs> mummy. And for some, reason, it's just like, I, I will never, never forget that dream. <laughs> never.
1: I mean, the movie scared the crap out of me. Don't get me wrong. I definitely probably should not have seen them when I did. Um, but I don't know. I loved them a lot. Ancient Egypt was another thing I was really into. Mm, still are. Still am. Um, I remember though in the second one. I think the second one actually scared me more than the first one did. And I focused on the one funny part that I can still remember right now, and that's when they're on the bus in London, and he sticks his fingers in the mummy's eyes, and just gets really grossed out, and he's like, ugh, and shakes his hand off. For some reason, like, that is what I fixated on, so that I didn't have the bad dreams. Because I remember being afraid to walk around the house if everyone else was asleep, there might be a mummy. You like,
0: know, it's funny. I was talking to Kyle earlier. I was texting him a little bit when, um, and we were talking about like Jurassic world. Cause we're, we might go all see, go see that Jurassic world double feature.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was saying, I was like, I thought you didn't really like Jurassic world. Cause like, I liked it a lot more when we first saw it. And my like for it has kind of gone down more. And, uh, we talked a little bit about what we feel is wrong with blockbusters, like a big blockbuster film. And yeah. that's, you know, mummy, All intents and purposes was, and what what still works for me in the Mummy is Kyle and I were saying there's two types of blockbusters now. There's ones that are too funny and you can't take them seriously. Some do it well, like Guardians of the Galaxy does it Mm -hmm. well, yeah. Or they take themselves too seriously that they're not fun. Mm -hmm. And we're saying the issue with with Jurassic World, the first one, is we had no idea they were trying to be fun or take themselves too seriously because the original Jurassic Park was a lot of fun. It it took itself seriously, but they were funny. there the characters were allowed to be funny. Same thing with the Mummy.
1: Movies back then were different, though. Like I don't even know if I can really pinpoint why, but blockbusters back then are nothing like blockbusters now.
0: Mm-hmm. Because like, other than superhero movies, like what other blockbusters do we really get? Like I know That's there are. True, they yeah. exist. They exist. They are out there. Yeah. It's just like those are the ones that come to mind most yeah. easily, and like. Don't get me wrong, I love I love some of these movies, but, like, a blockbuster now is, like, Interstellar. Where it's, like, that's a really dense, serious movie.
1: Is that really a blockbuster?
0: Came out during the summer as a big-budget movie. It was a, it was, a, it was a, meant to attract everyone. Well, better yet...
1: I the, guess, did it... I mean, I loved it, don't get me wrong, but did it... Like, what constitutes a blockbuster?
0: Blockbuster is big-budget... Um, they call it uh, uh, four walling when they're trying to get every possible audience.
1: Okay.
0: You know, big budget, lots of advertisement, usually a big movie in the summer. Transformers being another one. Um, I feel like there was a Star Wars as a blockbuster. Marvel. You know, so it's just a big summer movie. That's the way okay. it's called a big summer movie. Okay. Maybe Interstellar's not a good example, but, like, the Dark Knight films.
1: Right. No, those I can see. Because I guess what I think of when I think of a blockbuster is something that, like, everyone's talking about. Everyone wants to see. You know, like, when Star Wars came out. That mm-hmm. was what people were talking about. I don't know anyone that saw Interstellar besides us. Film nerds. Okay. So, people you know. I feel like Inception was more of a blockbuster than Interstellar. Yeah, I could agree with that, yeah. Because
0: it was his first big movie after... Was it after Dark Knight or after Dark Knight Rise? Well, it was It was it after was,
1: the Dark Knight. I don't think it was after the Dark Knight Rises. It was this,
0: you know, first big non-Batman yeah. movie. Cause because uh, then he do Dark Knight or Batman yeah, begins, begins. Prestige, Dark Knight. Oh, prestige. It's uh, inter- uh Inception. Interception! <laughs> um here's a fun here's a here's a question. Hmm. Earliest movie memory, whether it be something on video or in theater. I've got I've got one for each.
1: Um I remember sitting in our old apartment above where my cut co- well it was a duplex above where my cousins lived, and I can remember what our living room looked like at the time. And I remember watching The Lion King and not Bear that you met, but my cat bear. That, first bear. That bear was named after yes. Bear so the first won. one. Bear one. I was convinced that he was orange because he liked cheddar cheese. So I remember sitting <laughs> I remember there. That. I remember sitting there watching the movie and feeding him cheddar cheese that I had on a plate. Because I that's, wanted to keep him orange.
0: That's painfully adorable.
1: Um, as far as first movie or say like theater memory. Um, for some reason I always remember going Into the theater and seeing The advertisement for Jurassic Park 3 I didn't actually see it in the theater I don't even know if I saw the full Movies back then at that point in time mm-hmm. But I for some reason remember seeing The poster there But I think the actual movie So we didn't go to the theater a whole lot Probably would have been Ghost Ship
0: I think mm. it's the oldest
1: that or like I said You back. saw
0: Ghost Ship In the theater? Yeah Oh but that fucked On you up Halloween
1: Oh I love Ghost Ship I don't care what anyone says, I was, It just fucks me up I was so excited for it And it was That cable scene That Is the scene That I think Will haunt me For the rest of my life That or
0: The girl the girl Still slow dancing With the captain ah, Yeah
1: it So was, good It was that or Passion of the Christ I don't remember Which one came out first God they
0: didn't card back then Did they?
1: Oh uh, No I don't know I went with my dad
0: That's fair I, I can tell you The first uh, Well first I'm gonna If you're not If you finished Yeah um, First two earliest memories And then I can tell you About the first movie I got uh, First radar movie I got into Without anyone there uh, First earliest movie memory Like I'm sure I saw other ones But the first time like, I, the, For some reason This image sticks out In my brain Once upon a time Target Used to They all You know Sold VHS tapes But you know our Target, all the way in the back, where, yeah. the clo- where the men's clothes are? I think there was still men's clothes there, but what was weird is stores used to have, like, a stand with a television on it, and used to have the VHS tapes all around it, and they'd show, like, previews for whatever movies. Really? Yes.
1: I don't remember this.
0: I don't know, but I remember this, and I remember of all the fucking movies, it was, uh, when, uh, I think it's when Casper meets Wendy <laughs> Or maybe Wait, wait, what was the second Casper movie? Do you remember I, off the time? I'm
1: not sure no. I gotta
0: uh, this, this story needs to be on hold Until I can find out what the second Casper movie well, is Well, you look that up mm-hmm. Can I
1: just say that I didn't realize that um, Target was around when there was VHS Because I didn't have a Target So the idea of Target selling VHS to me Is really strange
0: That makes sense. Uh, it was, uh, it was Casper, A Spirited Beginning. Okay. It was his origin story. Um, and I remember it was around the same time there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle TV series out I loved. And I was able to get a Donatello action figure. The character Donatello. Um... And, but then I saw Casper Spirited Beginning was out. And I was like, ooh, can I get this too? And mom's like, you have, and, because I, uh, I think I was uh, holding the, both at, one, at that time. Mom's like, you have to decide one or the other. No. And I had the hardest time. And, like, I was like.
1: I know how you struggle with that now. I and I was like. I can a kid. I
0: was like, oh, I'll take the toy. And mom's like, okay. And she started walking the tape back to where it goes. And it was like that long throughway way by, like, the, the. And it was yep. like, I can see the TV on the distance. I started crying and ran up to her. And I was like, I want the movie. <laughs> and she got me both because I was having such a hard time Aww. with this decision. So that's my earliest VHS memory. Like,
1: well, that did not go away. That is still your life <laughs> all the time.
0: And in the first movie, I I don't even remember. I kind of remember seeing the movie. Batman Forever was the first one I remember seeing in theaters. It was actually at the Avalon back before. Whoa the old Avalon. Yeah. But they rebuilt it. And, like, I don't think this is how the theater actually... I think it was off in the side theater, because I don't think it was the... I remember stars, like, that big theater. Because I think it was the side one, because I remember being very creepy. And, like, I remember, like... I doubt this is how it was, but for some reason, I see... In my head, I remember a chain-link fence in the Uh. back of the theater. (laughs) Then, like, you have to walk past the chain-link fence to get to your seats. And, like... I don't know. I remember seeing Batman Forever at that theater, and I have a weird... i could have been a dream of seeing... A, a, I remember the Batmobile on the screen. That's all I really remember. And, that's all, and because the remember the way the Batmobile looked is the only way I can tell you which Batman movie it is, I remember <laughs> seeing. Um, getting... Yeah, getting sore?
1: A little bit. I'm fine.
0: Okay. Uh, so that's what I think my earliest theater memory was.
1: chain link fence in the back of a theater.
0: Yeah, it sounds really rapey now that I'm thinking. I, about it. I
1: think you made that up in your head.
0: Uh, maybe I did. You think I don't it was know. Part I got of a nightmare or I got an overactive imagination.
1: Yeah.
0: But the, like the movies always meant a lot to me because my grandfather, Grandpa Norbert, my mother's grandfather, he'd come up from Florida and take me and Josh out to go see a movie, whatever we wanted to see. But we had to we had to we had to pick on one. We had to decide on one together. But we're five years apart in age. Yeah. So, like, I wanted to see Star Wars Episode 1. Josh wanted to see Big Daddy. You know, our interests were five years apart. Right. Or, like, one time, like, I wanted to see, like, I think, like, some new Disney movie. And Josh wanted to see Austin Powers. So it's <laughs> like. Yeah. But I always remember we'd go get an ice cream Sunday afterwards.
1: Mmm, ice cream.
0: Yeah. So. No, the theater have always meant a lot to me. That's fair. But besides Disney movies and weird 80s action movies, was there anything else that stuck out to you from when you were a kid?
1: Um, well, I remember one year I got a whole bunch of VHS, most of them were Disney, um, but some of them were those other animation companies that were not disney but everyone always thinks yeah but i don't think they were all dreamworks maybe they were i don't know but specific one that i took me it took me a couple of years before i had the courage to watch it because for some reason i was convinced it was going to be scary was ferngully oh, i loved Fern Gully. i think that one is dreamworks is it dreamworks might be. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but for some reason, the drawing of the bat on the cover freaked me out where I wouldn't watch it because I was afraid it was going to be scary.
0: I get that. I um, don't.
1: I'm glad you do. <laughs> no,
0: I get that because, like, the Brave Little Toaster scared me when I was really little. Really? Yeah, it was the scene, like, where all the, like, where all, like, the broken oh, appliances come yep. alive and sing that song. And, like, yep. the one guy sounds like Peter Lorre like... And then like the the very ending, like when like the fucking giant magnet was coming and choosing cars and like it was just kinda of looming in the distance. I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> thinking about it. Like and I've I, I've wanted to get that movie, but every time I see like Brave Little Toaster at the store, it's always fucking Brave Little Toaster and Journey to Mars or whatever the fuck it is. It's like I don't want this one, I want the original Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. I think that one was Disney. I think Brave Little Toaster was Disney.
1: I always get, like, I always was convinced Anastasia was Disney. It's not? I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure that one's DreamWorks. I'll look it up.
0: Well, you know, DreamWorks did make a career of kind of copying Disney's thing. I can't say that's, it's, it's, DreamWorks is Steven Spielberg's company, but, you know, animation wise, it looks very similar. It
1: does, yes.
0: Uh, Thumbelina? I think that was another one that was in Disney.
1: Remember, miss. I remember not
0: liking Anastasia as a kid because what? Well, because I thought it was boring. It's it didn't have me. it didn't have all the Disney flourishes. Like it actually it was had a story creepy. and it had a story and it was creepy and it had a story. Like,
1: the bad guy was creepy, but I had a I had a talking um, version of the bat whose name I can't remember. Bartok.
0: Bartok.
1: It, like, was so creepy. But in a good way. I I remember,
0: like, being... like I had 20th no-
1: Century Fox? Okay. But it was directed and produced by former Walt Disney feature animation directors. That makes sense. In association with Fox Animation, distributed by 20th Century.
0: Okay. Was there anything your parents shielded you from?
1: Not really. Because
0: like violence didn't seem to be a problem. Actually, it's funny. Uh, you know, I used to watch Terminator and shit as a kid. That wasn't a problem. Terminator Two, I actually sh- liked better as a kid because I could never. It was never on, so yeah. it was like more of like a big thing when it was on. Yeah. Um. There was a period of time where, like, for some reason, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mom saw some some expose or something on television. Like, she was really... Con- she, would she like, banned Power Rangers for a little while and wouldn't <laughs> let me get those tapes because she kept thinking I was going to ch- attempt Kung Fu oh on people. Oh, my gosh. And it was mainly because I was a, old, a kid of overactive imagination and I played pretend probably a lot longer than I should have.
1: I did, too.
0: But actually, at the time the Power Rangers was on, that was the time I should be playing pretend. But she, like, wouldn't let me get them because she thought I'd be doing, like, fake Kung Fu or something. And then I was also shielded from nudity, you know. Like, I remember, like... I'd, I'd go in the living room and watch whatever her mom and dad were watching. And they were watching the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts. And at one point, apparently, there was going to be nudity, and they told me I had to leave the room until they could say I could come back.
1: Did you have to leave the room during the Titanic?
0: They didn't show anything, really. Did Oh, wait, no. They did. Yeah. Uh, I might have been a little bit older. No, was I? Actually, I think I did have to leave the room during that scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think I had to leave the room when, the, the, when they would show the picture, but right. when it actually happened... I don't the sex scene, they didn't show anything. It was just a
1: hand. Yeah, yeah, but I meant the drawing.
0: Steamy hand.
1: <laughs> um, I don't really remember being shielded from anything. Your I dad mean, seemed
0: pretty open about those type of things.
1: Yeah. Your mom definitely does. Yeah, I mean, mom wouldn't have watched half of that stuff herself just because she wasn't, you know, she's easily scared and has nightmares easily and doesn't like any of that stuff, but... I don't think she ever would have stopped me from watching it. Um, I don't know. My parents didn't really not allow me to do very many things.
0: It was always funny, too, because, like, my parents didn't really regulate what I rented. Like, if it was Radar, I could rent it. But I usually yeah. had no interest in those movies anyways. But, like, sometimes, like, something would get on the radar and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't be watching this. I can't remember an example off the top of my head. Yeah. But then it was also weird, too, like, as I got older, I didn't have a lot of friends around here, so I didn't have anyone to watch movies with, so I'd watch them with my mom. And when I started getting to middle school, she stopped caring as much. I wouldn't yeah. say she didn't care, but she knew I was mature enough. And uh, I'd read something, and I was like, oh, I was not expecting there to be so many people fucking in this movie or something like that. And I was like, I'm watching this with my mom. <laughs> this is awkward. And we just wouldn't say anything about it.
1: <laughs> that was always the worst, though, when something like that happened on TV with your parents. And, like. And
0: especially if it's something you chose. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then it's just silence, because you don't want to say anything, and they don't want to make a joke, but it's just awkward.
0: Yeah. Not very much fun. No. <laughs> but no, I think the same as you, I was raised in a lot of the Disney movies, and... Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I we pretty much had almost, at least a large majority of them on tape.
0: I remember, like, some meaning more to me than others, like, it was always the ones that i didn't get a chance to see i remember peter pan meant a lot to me one because it's one of my favorites but then also like we didn't have the tape perfect because it was in the vault for so long no back when the vault still means something but like i feel like if something went in the vault it was nowhere
1: i didn't even know the vault was a thing back then
0: yeah it was the disney vault uh so like you know i don't
1: i don't know where my daddy bought his move bought my movies from
0: Maybe second hand sellers or something,
1: well, I'm just thinking because like we didn't really go to Walmart or anything like that. There wasn't a target
0: dollar stores and and like and like grocery stores and shit used to sell movies a lot more, oh, really? That's the first time I ever got Shrek was at huh. like a a pharmacy in Virginia.
1: <laughs> I wonder, yeah, maybe then, I mean granted, we did go to this one bookstore, I, mean, I don't know bookstores probably sold movies then too.
0: At the one point, VHS tapes were so lucrative. Every everyone tried to get in on that, but um, yeah, like, and then like I remember one time, unannounced, like, because mom used to have a friend that brought her home every night from work. Brought she brought home uh, the live action One Hundred and One Dalmatians, and I thought that was super cool.
1: I freaking loved that. I did too. I loved that movie. I still love that movie. I haven't seen it real. I had. A giant stuffed Pondo. Pondo? What was it? Pondo. Name? Pondo. And Purdy.
0: Perdita. Pur-
1: yeah, but they call her Purdy, didn't they?
0: That's true. Her name was Perdita.
1: Yeah, but they call her Purdy. We're both
0: right.
1: Yes. But I had like a two giant stuffed Dalmatians. I don't even know if they were supposed to be them, but I named them. Well,
0: of course. That. That's what you do.
1: Yeah. And I loved those stuffed animals. I had a lot of stuffed animals.
0: Yeah, well, no. When I came up with this topic today, I really didn't really have an idea of like where I was going with any of it. I just yeah. thought it'd be a a good can of worms to open. But uh, no, I feel like this has been a pretty decent conversation, and it leads really well into eventually what you know I want all three of us to eventually talk about of um, introductory horror films. So, anything else you want to add, Amanda? No. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Also, I'll probably put a little note at the beginning of the episode as well, but if this episode sounds weird, it's because uh, we're sharing a microphone right now, and it's just very...
1: There weren't issues last time we did this.
0: Yeah, I know, but when it just in case there's echo issues, oh. cause it's just a different sized room. and Gotcha. Just making sure it was all on the right settings and everything, because... Gotcha. Um, so... But thanks for listening, guys. This has been another episode of the Shameless Picture Show. Me and Nick are getting together uh, next week to actually record this fucking Godfather episode. Hopefully I don't have any major Skype issues. I'm hoping that was just a one-off situation, and everything from there will go well. But um, as always, you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. And if you've got a Google Home at home, attempt to find our show i've done it before i've gotten it to play it's just uh, a little bit of a pain in the ass you you have to make a special routine because shameless picture show is does not roll off the tongue very well for ai and i think i'm saying shameless picture show so they or, think
1: or it does shameless in two different words
0: yes so good luck but you can listen to it on your google home uh, as always guys rate review subscribe if you like what we're doing let us know if you have any recommendations for movies we should check out in the near future or topics you'd like to hear us to talk about let us know and we will see you soon bye blu-ray episode was over didn't you um hope you enjoyed my little theme song for this section this as of right now unnamed section um eventually me and nick want to do bonus episodes Uh, i buy a lot of movies i get a lot of movies in the mail from you know various situations whether it be our sponsors or what have you that I wanted to make sure I had a place to talk about them all. Um, for example, you know, all of our sponsors. Mill Creek, Vinegar Syndrome, they're always sending me cool stuff. Not only that, but then I'm buying stuff from, like, Kino, Criterion, Shout Factory, Scream Factory. You know, whoever's got a sale, I'm buying something. And I love doing the show, but sometimes the the confines of how we discuss things can be a little... I don't want to say tedious, but there's something sometimes I want to talk about other things. Like, you know, the fact that I just taped a shit ton of Disney movies off of um, Turner Classic Movies, and it's like all the old classic animation and stuff, you know, and dog movies that they produced around the time that Old Yeller was successful. Um, So yeah, I'll come up with a creative name at some point, but um, today we're discussing uh, a Vinegar Syndrome release. Vinegar Syndrome is our sponsor this week, called Star Time from 1991 written produced and directed by alexander cassini henry Pinkle, played by michael saint gerard lives for television this world of make-believe consumes his every waking moment but when his favorite tv show is canceled henry is driven over the edge and decides to commit suicide then he meets sam bones a mysterious agent who promises henry happiness and stardom if he follows his instructions, engulfing Henry in an increasingly downward spiral of brutality and murder. Hailed by the LA Times as an impressively ambitious and potent first feature, Alexander Cassini's Star Time is an angst-ridden study of violent psychosis and media obsession. Pronounced by surrealist visuals and gory violence, co-starring John P. Ryan from It's Alive! Sorry, it it was in all caps in the back, so I had to do it. And Maureen Teefy from Fame, uh, Vinegar Syndrome presents this unique arthouse horror film on Blu-ray, newly restored from its original 35mm camera negative and presented in its never-before-on-home-video original director's cut. Special features include a newly scanned and restored in 2K from, a, from 35mm original camera negative commentary track of director Alexander Cassini, a uh, feature called Shooting Star Time, an interview of cinematographer Fernando Arguez Arguas. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name, Fernando. The Great Performance, a short film by Alexander Cassini, original theatrical trailer, reversible cover artwork, English subtitles, and it is all region in DTS HD stereo sound. Star Time... It's an interesting film. It's funny, like, I... It was pretty good. It wasn't great. Um, my biggest complaints with it are, usually you'll, you'll sometimes see a movie and you are like, Oh man, if they would have cut out 10 minutes here, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it could have been great. I think this film could have used an extra 10, 15, or 20 minutes just to really strengthen the characters... Maybe add a little bit more to Henry's uh, Descent into Madness. Uh, it's beautifully shot. I, I did not expect a whole lot from the way it was shot just by um, you know, the reputation, but it was, like I said, it was beautiful. And as always, Vinegar Syndrome did a fantastic scan of it. Vinegar Syndrome is not really interested in restoring, they want to preserve. And except like the scan's beautiful. Um, I it's funny like I I don't the I didn't feel like originally the film really had a huge impact on me, but yet I've been thinking about it all day and that's usually a good sign, and it reminds me a lot of Videodrome. Not only the fact that it's commenting on, um, the effects of television, but the fact that the first time I saw Videodrome, I didn't know how to feel. And it took me a couple of subsequent viewings to really love and appreciate Videodrome. And while I don't think this film is as good as Videodrome, I can see it, my opinion of it raising the more I watch it. Um, and I'm a sucker for an art house serial killer film. It's, it's dreamy, it's weird, it's fascinating, and it kind of feels like it, it could easily um, live in the world of David Lynch's Twin Peaks. While not necessarily done that done as well as Twin Peaks, because the, the characters are never allowed to fully get to their full Twin Peaksian, you know, potential. It's there, and um, yeah, I'm a kind of a sucker for films like this, weird little art house cult films, um, also weird little films about Hollywood. You know, I feel like this would be a fantastic double feature with starry eyes actually. Um, and I feel like the film could very easily be remade and it could be fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't know. this is a film that's that's really sticking with me. It's strange. Um, I can tell if I enjoy a movie if I even if I didn't necessarily like a movie. If I enjoyed it, but if I want to rewatch it, and I want to rewatch *Star Time*, Vinterberg just put out a bunch of interesting stuff, and I feel like some of the some of the lesser-known titles are going under the radar. Movies like this, or *Prey*, and I really want people to to discover this film because while I didn't personally like fall in love with the film, I can easily see this being someone's favorite film favorite film. And it's a shame that it doesn't seem like Alexander Cassini did a whole lot after this movie. He made movies, but nothing that seemed to be is to really get to his art house roots uh, the way that Star Time did. But, um, yeah, as of right now, that's the only one I got, guys. Like I said, I'll be... Um, personal rule is whenever I... Re- Get a, watch a couple movies, I will record something and throw it up. So it's going to be impromptu, probably only 10 or 15 minutes, but they're bonus episodes, so expect something soon. I just got Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, which I'm excited to watch. I also got a an X-rated film from them called Her Name is Lisa, which I don't know anything about, except the fact that uh, Letterboxd doesn't have any record of the film. And neither does my movies, because it's an X-rated film. So that's exciting. Uh, also, I have uh, the film Disconnected, which I want to review sometime soon. And maybe even get Gorman Bouchard on the film. on Sorry, not on the film, on the uh, podcast. That can, that would be exciting. Uh, Bloodsuckers from Outer Space, another Vinegar Syndrome title I want to eventually review. Uh, Hard Times from Mill Creek. The Volanchi Papers from Mill Creek. Breakout from Mill Creek the Stone Killer. There's a lot of cool shit. So, keep ears to the ground guys um, this is definitely a Vinegar Syndrome title that while it's not for everyone, like I don't give it the full recommendation I gave Bloodbeat if you're into art house horror films and you're into dark f- films uh, about Hollywood check this one out so now this is the official for real ending of this episode of the Shameless Picture Show, uh, once again I appreciate you guys, appreciate you all listening um, once again, you can visit our sponsor Vinegar Syndrome at Uh They've always got some great deals going on. They've um, you can actually buy um, a, a pack like their, they call I don't know what they call it their monthly pack or whatever, but any of their new releases you can get for discount if you buy them in bulk. So if you end up picking up anything from Vinegar Syndrome, especially something you've heard about on this show. Send them an email. Let them know you heard of through the uh, Shameless Picture Show podcast. Helps me out. And uh, same thing with Mill Creek. If you guys pick up anything from Mill Creek, which I know some of you are eyeing up that Benji collection, let them know I sent you. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys.